Welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And on Connections, we like to explore topics that get us thinking, talking, discovering the connections to ourselves, the people in our lives, and the community around us. Today on Connections, I want you to think back when you were a child and your imagination gave you access of worlds to play. Do you remember when make-believe could take you anywhere? Did your parents make up stories for you? Mine did. For my father, I was his lolly girl. And with him being a pilot, he would make up stories about us going on great adventures, piloting around the world in a magical sort of half-plane, half-rocket ship. And my mother, she was a very imaginative storyteller. And she took my name, which is Lori Beth, and created stories about Borileth. And it was the inside-out, upside-down world that we would explore, taking parts of my day and making it wildly splendid with restoring events into heroines' journeys. And by the time I was three, she was enrolling me in creative drama classes because I was a very overactive, imaginative child that was demanding more and more and more of her to the point where she had to put me in a class so that I could demand more and more and more of the wonderful creative drama people um, in the various places that we lived. And I went to Pasadena Playhouse. I went to San Francisco. I did things in Washington, D.C., always enrolling me in creative drama. And I have to say that that was probably the most impactful education, helping me to learn about confidence, creativity, reimagining the world, and the sheer delight of the Let's Pretend world. So you can imagine my delight in having Nikki Swaboda, who is the Education Director of Stages, joining me today. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much, Laurie. What a wonderful story. And it's all true. And I still do it. I still have all my creative drama. I love that. <laughs> I think every day is sort of a creative drama. It better be. So, Nikki, I have always loved stages as well. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. You do beautiful work. Thank you so much. We've, we're just about to launch our 35th season in the fall. I have to tell you, I remember when stages got started, and there's a part of me that still thinks about uh, that new theater. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what, though? If, if we didn't feel fresh and relevant, we wouldn't feel like that new theater to you. We'd feel That's like, true. oh, stages. Yeah, but you're but always doing something new, and you're always, always growing. We're always trying to evolve best practice as it continues nationally and internationally with what's best for theater for young audiences. And we're so lucky to have the leadership and support in our patrons that we have so that we can say, hey, we have a brand new idea. Let's try theater for the very young. And everyone shows up and we try it. Or let's try sensory-friendly performances and everyone shows up and we try it. And we're just very lucky to lead with, you know, as our, our artistic director, Sandy Bourne Barrett, she always, is like, she always says, oh, I have a harebrained scheme. <laughs> That's always the good. That's, That's a good beginning because you know something even one, more wonderful is going to come Sandy about. walks in and says a harebrained scheme. <laughs> Everybody just stops and goes, okay, what are we going to make happen? Oh, wonderful. And that's a nice place to work when you get to make things happen instead of constantly hear no and but. Right. Right? We always say yes and. A good improv is and, always a yes and. Indeed. Yes and, Lori. <laughs> yes and. So tell me. What's your overall vision for education? Here you are the director. What, what's your hope for the work that you do? Well, I've been the education director now. This is my sixth season, and I am shocked at how uh, – when I first came into it, I always thought that teaching was – a teacher comes in and tells the kids what to do, and then we, we make our goals, and there that is. And then the older I get and the more into education I get – I, I'm realizing that we walk into a room together with the same agreement to learn from each other and to do what's best in the moment, that FAIR is everyone getting what they need. Mm -hmm. And so when you have so many different programs as we do at Stages in the education program, um, we we move forward in what is right for each group of class of, of students. Isn't that amazing? I, I think so. I mean, it sure makes the workdays go by fast, and it sure makes the years fly in a really positive way. It also reframes it from a to-do list mm -hmm. and checking it off the box to be really present. Right. Absolutely. And to be present and our, you know, everything that we offer continues to evolve. I mean, every year we're always we're always evaluating and assessing what do we do well? What could we do better? What did we just bomb? Mm. What can we learn from that? But isn't that great that you can embrace the bomb? I have mean, to. That, that failure, I think so many people are afraid of, mm -hmm. and it doesn't allow them then to stretch the boundaries and take the risks. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the bombs are really what let go, oh, aha. Right. Well, two years ago, we kind of unofficially in the, in the education program had a, a season for peace. Um, Two years ago, all of the after-school productions we were doing, some of the residencies we were doing, they were really about peace. And we didn't realize it until about halfway through that we were all sort of 
looking and teaching and, and reaching for it. And this year, halfway through the season, we're like, oh, it's about grit this year. Nice. Grit. We have noticed that so many kids are not uh, comfortable failing or are not comfortable hearing no and not having that affect their spirit. Mm-hmm. That you know, confidence, that inner, com- com- that inner confidence to know that no is part of the process. And we have to teach them how to build their grit, how to build that backbone, how to steel themselves for this world so they can still bring their softness and their light to it. Oh, but wonderful. you have to balance the soft and the steel. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, there's this, you're not your best self if you're only one or the other, right? But the wisdom in knowing when to apply. Indeed. And giving a safe space to mm-hmm. explore that. Absolutely. Our uh, our acting conservatory program that is run by, just wonderfully by Janine Coulomb, um, she has built curriculum this year through the tracks that is all sort of subtly reinforcing how do we celebrate your creativity? How do we build your confidence? And how do we give you some grit? Can I take that class? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you can. I think that would Registration. be Registration. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but if, it, but yes. if this strikes a chord, I mean, it strikes yes. a chord, obviously, in me. I mean, I, me I'm, well. I still love the idea of, of being able to take a creative drama class. Absolutely. But it is for children. And and, <laughs> and we yes. want to make sure that folks know that, yes. that these classes are open to anyone in the whole metropolitan area. They absolutely are. Um, and not only are they open to anybody in the metropolitan area with, with youth, we do have, uh, you know, we're specifically for youth, not only on our stage, but in our theater classes um we don't want any barrier to prevent you from getting your child a theater experience so if that means there's financial barriers apply to our open door program we will remove those barriers if there's transportation barriers we will remove that if there's a development um a barrier we will address that we offer tactile tours asl interpretation mm-hmm. uh um Oh, my gosh. Audio description, sensory-friendly performances. We have uh, pay-what-you-can performances. We have um, – we're an ADA-compliant building. We are doing absolutely everything we can to remove any barrier that would have any young person not be able to experience the arts. And you know, when I hear that you are reducing the barriers, it means to me that you're increasing the inclusion. That's right. That's we have an inclusive an inclusion statement that we live and breathe by, and it's all about um, being a home and being a safe place to any child mm-hmm. and every and every child mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. That you know the open doors are the only way for kids to be able to see themselves and to be themselves, right? Um, so that we're following that, we've always followed that in education. We follow that. Uh, on our production season, and indeed, it's uh, it's not what we do; it's who we are mm-hmm. with this with our open door program and um, inclusion and opening up any opportunity we can for a young person or a family or an organization to experience theater. It shouldn't just be for those who can, right? Right? Theater is a social experience, experience, and it's a social art form. And in the past, it can be considered a privilege. That's right. So how do you take the privilege out I mean, of that? And honestly, how many times have we talked about in the world going, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to see Hamilton. Well, cool. I wonder who has to die in my family and leave me some money so right. that I can. Right. Well, that's not right. Right. That's not right. We should be able to – I mean, theater, like I said, is a, is a social art form, and so we should be able to experience it as a society. And if only the upper echelon can do that, that's not fair. That's not adding to – um, it's not adding to the culture. Whereas at stages, something that we really are so proud of and we stand behind is that you can bring your family of four to us and you can see like three shows a year for the same price yeah. of going to another theater company. And it also starts to beg the question about the impact of art and entertainment. I mean, yes. entertainment can be very expensive. Indeed. But art needs to be something that, that we have access to. That's right. And and I see the work that you're doing encompasses education, encompasses art. It, it, and art, I also believe, is part of transformation. It, I agree. It creates empathy. It creates understanding. I mean, we're hungry for that. Right. And I, I, I was just talking with uh, I was just talking with my husband about this. I'm not talking about the education program at all. I'm so sorry. Let's go for it. But um, <laughs> I was just talking to my husband about this. And I've always believed that if we want to see what's really happening in a society, we can't read the history books. We have to look at the art that was happening. Absolutely. Because the artists give us voice when somebody else isn't. And if we allow our children and encourage our children to be able to explore through the arts, right. they create a 
passion for it. Exactly. And I'm also worried about the next generation not um, having that passion. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to support that as a legacy mm-hmm. to make sure that art will continue and, and be and be successful? Right. Well, and let me tell you, as someone who spends most of my time in classrooms, kids have passion. They are filled with passion. That gives me so much hope. It is. It should. And it should give you hope. And they are just, they want their voices to be heard. And they need to be supported. And they need to be supported and having their voices be heard and fa- finding out that their voices matter, that they're not screaming into an echo. Um, so that's in the classroom. I have to say every time that I'm done with a uh, residency, you know, inevitably something's going on in the world that has me heart sick. Sure. And then I will go and work in a residency and I go, you know what? They've got this. <laughs> I'm so relieved. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes. they're good. They're, well, we're, we're seeing it in society. We're yeah. seeing that that there are children and young adults that are standing up and saying we want things different. So I'm so excited to have you here already. This segment went by so quickly. But in our next segment, we're going to uh, start talking about some of the very specific programs, and we'll start off with workshops. But af- as you've been hearing this and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I want to go look at the website uh, right now and see what's there, we want to be able to do that. So I'm going to have our friend Nikki tell us a little bit about how to get the information you need. Absolutely. Our website is always live and ready for you. It's uh, www www.stagestheater.org and we do spell our theater with the R-E at the end stagestheater.org and what's cool about that you're going to be able to look at the education as well as the cool plays we're going to be talking about what's the rest of this season and next season also in the show so you don't want to go anyplace you want to stay here and listen to about Stages Theater we'll be right back after a few short announcements because you're on Connections Radio on AM 950 the progressive voice of Minnesota you're going to stay right with us Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F I T Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Um, hello? If your taxes from years past are talking to you from the back of that drawer in your desk, it might be about time you answered the call by making a call to Moe's Tax Service in St. Paul. Time to come out now. They've been preparing tax returns and creating advisory-based relationships with their clients since 1971. Kind of steppy in here. Problems with the IRS don't go away by ignoring them. Call Moe's Tax Service. That's M-O-H-S. They're on Ford Parkway in St. Paul. 612-721-2026. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Hi, this is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design, and I'd like you to tune in to a new program, Drink in the Style. Sundays at 5 p.m., Drink in the Style is going to be a one-hour conversation about interior design and aesthetics, all while enjoying a cocktail created by a local mixologist. Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m., brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Hi, Matt McNeil. The Blue State Ball is Saturday night at the Blaisdell in Minneapolis. Make sure you join us. Tom Hartman, Norman Goldman, Mike McEntee, myself are going to be there. Representative Tim Walls, Rebecca Otto, both running for the DFL nomination for governor. AG Lori Swanson will be there. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, plus other special political guests. Tickets are available at the door. VIP and general admission. Make sure you join us. It's the Blue State Ball Saturday night in Minneapolis at the Blaisdell with AM 950 Radio. Welcome back 
to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And today we're talking about kids and imagination and art and drama and uh, things to do and things to support and things to care about. And I'm very excited. Uh, we have Nikki Swaboda who is the education director at Stages Theater. And as many of my audience know, I have a big heart for theater and an even bigger heart for children's work. Um, and, And I love the work that you all are doing both in education and on stage, and I'm delighted for the opportunity for us to talk about it today. Thank you. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So I promised in our last segment that we would start off having you talk about workshops. Workshops, well, what's coming up next in workshops is summer theater workshop, which is hands down my favorite time of the year. (laughs) And it gets filled up quick. Oh, we've already had 1,100 registrations. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But there's still room for more. There is. There is room. We definitely have capacity for you. Um, We, during the summer, like I said, it's my favorite time of year. Um, I, I always say in Sage's Education, there's a lot of there's a lot of theater companies in town that do a lot of things. But at Sage's, we're not in the business of building stars or making stars. We're in the build, business of making people. Mm-hmm. And our summer is so, you know, approachable. Yeah. You don't need to come and, like, drill your jazz squares and kick your head. You're not going <laughs> to cry if you don't belt that B flat at your showcase. That mm-hmm. is not what we're about. Um, during the summer, we have so much fun. It is just, it's the most fun. It's a party. It is. It really is. Um, we make friends. We build creativity. We have performances every Friday. We ask for the kids' input on um, devising story to, or on on devising shows, so that we actually get to teach them parts of a story, parts of a plot, do beginning playwriting, as well as um, musical theater classes. They all learn music and choreography and repertoire. And are these workshops divided in by ages? Then yes. So here's like the big overall grid. It's my again. I love summer. Um, we are we start at four. We have four to six year olds. Four to six year olds have half day camps, and all of my titles are ba- based basically based based on excuse me page to stage. So I'll have six different titles. You can come and do um, uh, steam dreams, and it's going to be that steam connection. It'll be you know the most magnificent idea, Ada Peck Architect. Uh, the Bot the Scott built books that are kind of looking at science and ingenuity, and which a- kind of reminds me of the Nightingale. There you go. <laughs> that, we'll talk about the Nightingale, which yeah. does have some science and ingenuity. Yeah. Um, and or there's a House of Mouse, and it's all Disney Junior characters, and the kids can pick. Mm. Or you know, uh, I have my my personal favorite pun of the season is the Wheel Deal, which is all about all of like the little Otis, little blue truck, oh, fun car. Like sure. you know what I mean? Sure. I love punning out my titles. <laughs> I gotta tell you. So that's four to six, and that is stationed in the Hopkins Center for the Arts, which is where you think of it, where stages is, mm-hmm. right? Where part of the Hopkins Center for the Arts community. Which is on Main Street in Hopkins. It sure is. Can't miss us. We're the biggest building in town. (laughs) Um, And you walk through beautiful galleries to walk to get into our house, which we're really excited to be there. Um, Then we have full day workshops, and that is for ages 7 to 9 are one workshop. 9 to 13 is one one workshop. 12 to 17 is another workshop. And during those full days, we have class runs 9 to 3.30. We're at Armstrong High School, just right off of 169. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have extended day on either side of the day because I think we all know there's not a parent. Any any working parent doesn't actually have a six-hour day. Right. They have an eight-plus-hour day. They do. So we have extended day that is um, wonderfully programmed. It starts as early as 7.30 and goes as late as 4.30. Sounds like camp. It is like camp, but like in a wonderful way. We don't and you get to go home. You don't have to stay in like a, you know, but one of yes, those tents. <laughs> but like without wood ticks. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So like a win-win. That's some marketing <laughs> for you. Right. City Kid Camp. Yes. Come on over. Um, so we're built into, we're built to, uh, we're broken into groups. Uh-huh. The student-to-teacher ratio is uh, for the older kids, for the younger kids, it's one, or excuse me, it's two to 14. I have a lean teaching artist and a teenage intern with every 14 kids. Um, for the older kids, it's one teaching artist and one intern for every 18 kids. Mm-hmm. So your kid really gets to be seen. We think about classrooms being 28 to 35 yeah. these days. And you get lost. And you that. get lost yeah. and it's easy, right? 
So we have um, these wonderful workshops, and so we have core groups, and then we get larger groups, and then we do lunch and assemblies all full camp, and we have full camp games and full camp competitions. And the really exciting thing about it for us as teachers is we get to teach together. Oh, you know, nice. teaching is, is kind of an isolating yeah. craft. You know, you're in the room. It's, it's you versus the kids all day long. And, you know, even it, you don't even get to share your wins mm-hmm. with another teacher. You talk about it, and you mm-hmm. process, of course. Teachers mm-hmm. are a wonderful community of support for each other. But during the summer, we love it because we get to teach together and we get to eat lunch together. And we get to... Um, see it in action. Yeah, see it in action and actually professionally develop off of each other because, you know, the theater exercises I use may be very different than the theater exercises somebody else has used. Mm-hmm. But I'm so excited to see them happen. And every week is truly different. So, you know, for a full day camp, I can run I can run a, you know, a pop star class, which is, you know, radio music, and then we'll connect and put a song. I can run it three times. You're going to have three different showcases because the kids in the room are going to have different ideas about Mm -hmm. how we are justifying these songs, (laughs) you know? Sure. And we get to use parts of a story and storytelling to do that and uh, teach literacy sneakily. And I also love that you're really teaching devising. Now, devising is something that's really cutting edge and happening a lot in the Twin Cities. And I know professional theater people that, that tilt their head and go devising, and you're starting them young on At it. At seven. Yeah, and helping them to really create, mm-hmm. co-create the story together. I really believe in devising. I deeply believe in devising. I think that um, not only does it push kids, not only does it support kids and, and adults saying yes to their idea, mm-hmm. which is a powerful revolutionary act for them for an Absolutely. adult to say yes to their idea, but we're also teaching cause and effect and how things react to each other. So a kid can come in and say, I really need to be a puppy on a skateboard mm-hmm. to justify me singing this Taylor Swift song. Mm-hmm. And and if they make a good argument. And you know what? And the teacher goes, all right. And then 12 <laughs> other kids say their thing they have to be. And then a teacher will go, okay. Well, what's the connection between these 12 different characters yes. teaching perspective? Yes. Oh, well, they are all animals. Okay. So we're going to be animals. Okay. These people are humans. Should we do animals versus humans? How should we, you know, and start asking these questions. So that so they, they can, can, they take responsibility. They can be part of the co-creation. Yes. And they see, we always do this when we make a connection. Oh. Um, can I use that for my radio show? You sure can. <laughs> I mean, it's a radio show. Oh, but, but we can yeah. imagine. Right. So. And what we just did is we locked fingers. Right. We locked fingers. Uh, so, you know, when we're, we're going through to figure out, we're like, oh, oh, connection. Mm-hmm. Or if a kid has an idea, they raise their hand and they do their connection. They thought mm-hmm. of how it figures out together. Sure. Um, so we do that. And then the oldest class, the oldest uh, group, the 12 to 17, they do full-blown playwriting. They write a play in oh, a week. Nice. And they direct it. And they figure out some light cues. And so it's the whole process of going from, okay, really beginning – you know, set, conflict, characters, beginning, middle, end. Right. All the way to, like, to, to they're writing a 40-minute play. Amazing. In a week. It's amazing. So it's, you know, kind of all that process. Um, and we the have, skills for that. Oh, that indeed. Can, can and transfer to so many different things. And kids, you know, they find some like-minded spirits for a while. And they make friends. Yeah. And they make friends fast. And we always have, you know, there's always kids on that first day that... Sign in so nervously. Mm-hmm. And I just tell their mom, I promise you, they're going to have a best friend by morning break. And if they don't, we'll find it by lunch. And with that, we're going to call it a break for this segment. We'll be coming right back after a few short announcements. But if you want to hear more information about Stages Theater, you should go and research it on web. www.stagestheater.org. R-E in our theater. Stagestheater.org. And we've got so much to talk about with Stages. you got to stay tuned. We're on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Spur your imagination at Stages Theatre Company with the steampunk dance-inspired musical, The Nightingale. You will be charmed by the reimagining of Hans Christian Andersen's classic fairy tale as a whirlwind of mayhem when a watchmaker's mechanical bird creates a frenzy in the Mayor's Festival of Progress. A delightfully contagious tune turns into a comical clatter as they yearn for the original Nightingale's songs of natural beauty. Enjoy the journey as the town learns to find balance between technological progress and the healing music of the real Nightingale. This world premiere musical is told through original music and is the sixth collaboration with Escalate Dance. It features ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, and folk-centric dancing and choreography. 
The Nightingale runs March 9th to the 25th and will be loved by all ages. For ticket information, visit stagestheater.org. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on-air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz, and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F-I-T-Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, president of Minnesota Hospice, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on AM 950, Saturdays from noon to one. Our team from Minnesota Hospice will be broadcasting live this Saturday, taking your calls to answer frequently asked questions on hospice and end-of-life care. Please join us Saturday from noon to one for the new Minnesota Hospice show and learn more about us online at minnesotahospice.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Hello, I'm Dr. Vladimir von Surikov, the director and president of the Museum of Russian Art, which holds the finest collection of Russian art in North America, as well as an award-winning gift shop, Izba. Unique gifts, artworks, and artisan-made products are sourced from artists and jewelers who use traditional Russian materials to create stunning pieces for purchase. Izba Gift Shop is on Facebook and Instagram. Our museum is at tmora.org. Visit Isba Gift Shop for that special gift you will cherish. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies today with a high near 37. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 25. Sunday, cloudy with a high near 37. And Monday, sunny with a high around 36. The Blue State Ball is this Saturday at the Blaisdale. VIP is at 530 with a hosted bar, butler past hors d'oeuvres, and music from Paul Metza. Plus, during VIP, you can take selfies with Tom Hartman and Norman Goldman. Then stick around at 7 o'clock for general admission with lots of inspiring speakers. Tickets will be available at the door. Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show. And as you know, we like to explore all kinds of topics that get us thinking and talking, discovering the connections to ourselves, the people in our lives, our community, and the world around us. And today we're talking about my one of my most favorite things in the whole world, children's art, children's theater, children's education, opportunities for kids to imagine and play and learn and do. And with me today, I have Nikki Swaboda, who is the Education Director of Stages, and we've just had a wonderful conversation about workshops. And I'm excited for Nikki to tell me more about uh, those workshops as well as the preschool classes coming up. Absolutely. Um, I love our preschool programming. We have, uh, on Fridays, we do two different classes. One is called Little Stars for ages two to three. Little Stars. I know, Little Stars Academy. (laughs) And then right after that for your uh, four to five-year-old is Rising Stars Academy, of course. So this is all star-themed. You know. I love it. You know, for for that Friday during the day class, it is all about saying yes to their little inner artists and also giving them a sense of self. When you're two and three, you're just learning how to take class. And for a lot of kids who are still home and who um, maybe they get to stay home with their parent or they have a nanny, just learning how to listen to another adult. And express their inner Ex- twinkle. Exactly. And, twink- and shine a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then we build off the curriculum to be literacy-based for Rising Stars. We still have availability for our spring classes, um, which run April 6th through May 25th. So you're just making a once-a-week commitment for eight weeks, and I think it's, it's, it's really fun. I love the programming. And we- one more time, if folks have kids that age and they want to have them go into that program, yeah. what would be the best way for them to get registered? best way to get registered is always going to write to our website 
website, www.stagestheater.org. Or if you want to ask questions and learn more about it, always happy to answer questions. Um, our box office is 952-979-1111, option 4. And we're able to connect you to whoever can answer your questions about curriculum, who your teaching artist is going to be, what your expectations can be, nice. all of that. We have small student-teacher ratios on purpose. And one of the things in our first segment that really meant a lot to me that you were explaining is that you really are present for these kids yes. and making sure that you're giving them what they need in this moment. Absolutely. It's the most important thing. Uh, you just There's no such thing as a cookie-cutter classroom. It yeah. just doesn't exist. You can't do it. There's no engagement. And if a child is not engaged and a child does not feel safe and important, a child cannot learn. So we try to always meet who's in there with us and adjust accordingly. Um, something else that we just kicked off this this winter is a new program that I started called Set Play, Sensory Exploration Theater. We are coming to daycares and preschools instead of, it's so hard to move little people and bring them sure. to a class. And we are doing the hung, the Very Hungry Caterpillar. So you're doing outreach. We are, and doing a sensory exploration experience. We have oh. two of our actors. They've uh, We've created a musical. There's time for the kids to interact. There's time for the kids to touch things and hear things and smell things and have the sensory exploration through the story of a, a Very Hungry Caterpillar. And they sing, and it's really sweet. And we, we kicked it off. The last two weeks of December, and we've already done 45 shows. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah, so we've been at 20 different places. I It might be one of the most important things we've ever done. I love it. Now, if folks are wanting to book that, yes. how do they do that? You Again, yeah. if you ever call the stages and you ask to talk to Nikki, I can get you anything. And, and if they are interested <laughs> in having this program be brought to either yes, daycare or, or whatever program for kids – there's availability. Absolutely, there is availability. Um, we are booked for March, but we are still available for April and May. Wonderful. Um, we also have on Saturdays, so many times we working parents just can't get our kids to these classes, so we have to have Saturday availability. So for your four- to six-year-old, we have a thing called Play-A-Day on Saturday morning. It starts off with a side-by-side -side class with your, we say tall friends and small friends, because family looks like a lot of different things. Uh -huh. So we start off the day with their tall friends and small friends. We tell the tall friends to go get some coffee go they go across the street we make a little play with our small friends and the tall friends get to come back and watch the play oh and it's just a, a month each we are all full for march again but we have tons of availability left for our april selection which is mem fox um and so we'll do the magic hat one week we'll do whoever you are one week we'll do koala Lu one week and is there an age for this again four to six four to six so okay. that's all of our preschool programming um the other class that we still have available for spring because we're just about to close up all nine sessions of our conservatory in the next two weeks is the musical theater academy so often we have kids that just they get to their first audition and they're like oh i didn't know that i didn't know something right and they go well what do we do and it's in the middle of the school year and all sessions are running and your schedule's full right. so we started this program called musical theater academy it's an intensive three weeks it's tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays after school four to six for um just four weeks it's april 10th through may 3rd and you get a professional choreographer to teach you how to learn dance because that's a skill set that's different than dancing Right, you have to learn. You have to learn how to see dance and translate it into your body, right. and, and then feel you, it, and feel it. Yeah. And then you also get time with a vocal coach and private voice lessons. How cool is that? And you learn how to sing and recite, read, and it's like I said, it's an intensive four weeks, but it's excellent. And we saw, we've seen a lot of progress of kids breaking through the audition pool from experiencing that. And there's, we still have open registration for and that as well. Teenagers. It's actually, it's yeah, basically, it's ten to seventeen. Okay. So it's a big window, um, but it runs like I said, it's an intensive we're really excited about it and that's still open for registration so some preschools available a little bit of conservatory available and um in education in general we are just really excited about how many things are happening this spring in our after school productions and in our school residencies tell me more about residencies i would love to <laughs> so um we have quite a few different connectors to a classroom's typical curriculum so one thing we do with um, K-5, we have a huge award-winning literacy program where we connect theater skills to help engage the literacy process. Um, we will talk about comprehension, um, spelling, 
Like, you know, you, you can say, I know what the word means, but if you can't act it out, you don't really know what the word means, right? I love that. I've yes. never thought about acting it out as meaning, uh, being able to catch the word, but yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, actual comprehension. Yeah. And we have this really wonderful curriculum. Um, so we are doing that. We're finishing that up in quite a few schools around the, uh, around the area. And we have more of that in K-5. In middle school, we also have a, a program that's uses um, theater to give voice to social justice and it's called perspectives on peace oh, how wonderful! it's a, a pretty amazing program um i have been working with perspectives on peace for five years now and we've actually even done a statewide tour uh for it the last three years and last year we actually won a national award uh called the harold oaks award from theater for young audiences the national organization for innovation in um, this program. Basically, we start with a group of junior high kids, so five, six, seven, eight. We've gone up to nine. And we start with a peace journal and we say, well, what does peace mean to you? So it's their reflection. Exactly. We are curators of their word. We are curators of their voice and we connect it. So, wow, that's almost like getting a, a peek into the future. I got, you know, like I, I had mentioned, don't be scared. The kids know. Um, I'll never forget not to jump into anything too political, but I... What We're on a liberal radio station, may I mention? Great. <laughs> so I had to go to Trump country in southern Minnesota yeah. the Monday after inauguration to do Perspectives on Peace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I'm yeah. like wearing black and like <laughs> right. mourning and scared. Yeah. And I went to a county, a very small town, farming county, um, that voted unanimously red down there and i just was like okay our southern minnesota is very red that's where i'm from yeah it's where my father's from um and the first day i said i we we perform we kick off the professional teaching artists we perform for them Mm -hmm. so we model this is what a what an interpretive theater experience works so there's monologue there's dance there's movement there's music um we we make shapes. We do a lot of different. It's representative more than presentational. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just only know a play as like, oh, I'm watching The Lion King. Right. Right? right. right. This is different. So we present to them. And then I went to the first class. And this boy came up to me and he said, who'd you vote for? Sixth grade. And I was like, we're not going to talk about it. And every day, who'd you vote for? And I said, we're not going to talk about it. And the final day, he said, I think I know who you voted for. And I said, okay, do you like me? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, so, did you learn from me? Yeah. I was like, okay, who did I vote for? And he's like, you voted for Hillary. And I'm like, and you like me anyway, don't you? And he's like, I do. Common ground. He was so surprised. This 12-year-old had been told all these things. Sure. And... Um, you what know, an incredible opportunity. Well, and before two years ago, we did Perspectives on Peace, and it wasn't political because we weren't in this contentious place as a country. We sure. just talked about peace because middle school is an unpeaceful time. Sure. Middle school in general is the opposite of peace. Well, so many choices and challenges right. that you're faced with at that time. You know, and, and so it, it, it automatically politicized this word peace last year. And, um, but we've been doing it for years. So we have found new curriculum on how to deal with this, uh, climate. Right. And how to do it in a way that does not alienate, adults or children because if, you, if I come into a room as a teaching artist it's not my job to tell you what your political things are no my job actually is to help you figure out what your perspective is and not have, mine and not your parents empathy right because I think we can play all kinds of roles mm-hmm. in a safe environment to, to realize that we are all connected mm-hmm. and that, that there are ways that we can support each other mm-hmm. no matter what our, our viewpoints absolutely. are absolutely and it's about compassion and it's about uh, you know like I was I, I will I'm going to tell you about our show whoever you are that's coming up mm-hmm. but it's about finding the places where we're common mm-hmm. the places where humanity wins and not viewpoint wins mm-hmm. um, I, another time we did this performance one of my teaching artists happens to sing an Arabic prayer and right after the performance these these three girls came running up to talk to him and um, they were uh, they they were just ran up to him and then sort of speaking rapidly. You can see in, the energy. Right? Yes, yeah. in in Arabic, yeah. right? And what a like, joy! What to- a joy! And we were like, "What's happening? What's what's going on?" So they leave, and I said, "Muhammad, what was that about?" And he said, "Oh, it was just about the soccer game last night." <laughs> but they said they had never gotten to speak to an adult in their oh. native language before at school. Mm-hmm. And this was a school where each of uh, fifteen hundred, uh-huh. where each grade had six hundred kids in it. 
Um, so it's like we've had all these really amazing moments uh, through the Perspectives on Peace program that I'm just really proud of. And um, the kids perform. They we, cre- we do this journal exercise where they write, write, write. And then we take those words and we make a script and we do the whole showcase uh, off of what they do. We do sing, we dance, we play instruments, whatever the kids are inspired to do. And then for the show itself, our... Um is the community welcome Depends to come? each site, uh, okay. you know, because it's about the kids and yeah. their boys. So yeah. maybe it's for their college, maybe it's for their classmates, maybe it's for their parents, mm-hmm. maybe it's for both. In general, it's not like an open open because right. it's it's about um, you want that safe space. That's right. It's a safe place. We don't ever want to cross that path. Mm-hmm. But so we have that program, and then we also have a playwriting curriculum that it works really great in high school and um, middle school. But we also can create the program that you need. I'm about to go do a fractured fairy tale program with second graders. Um, I've done just a a touch on theater skills in general because it is part of Minnesota state standards to do theater mm-hmm. in each of the grades. So we do school residencies that help you enrich your curriculum and help you bring it to your kids in a new and different way. Well, I wish that we had more time. We're, we're, we're winding down this third segment. Um, but I want to make sure that folks, if you didn't hear it at the beginning, it's stagestheater.org. Go and look at their education program. You're just going to be amazed. Even if you're just reading it over, you're going to be amazed. But more importantly, think about ways to bring it to your community, whether it's thinking about bringing it to your schools, supporting it, getting kids signed up. This is important stuff. And in our next segment, we're going to talk about the plays coming up. Yeah, so many coming this spring. And they're all cool. I think so. And we're talking about next year as well. Absolutely. So thank you for being part of it. And um, I'm telling you, go to Stages, stagestheater.org. And this is AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And you've been listening to Connections Radio Show. Well, here we are again. And i got to tell you, Jim, this match has me really concerned. That's right, Ron. In one corner, we have a powerful heavyweight, a train. Weighing in at a whopping 6,000 tons. And in the other, this hasty lightweight challenger, a car at just one and a half tons. This does not bode well for the car or the people in it. Ron, this is one of those rare moments where I actually find myself at a loss for words. This driver can't think he can beat a train. I can hardly bear to watch. It's no contest. Every day, people are injured or killed trying to beat a train at rail crossings. Trying to beat a train is more dangerous than you think. See tracks, think train. For more safety tips and information, visit SeaTracksThinkTrain.org. Tom Harmon here letting you know that better energy is finally affordable. With All Energy Solar, Minnesota's number one local home solar provider, you can go solar with little or no money down. Qualified property owners could even see a return on investment in less than one year. Excel Energy's Solar Rewards Incentive Program is available first come, first serve, and federal tax credits are available for a very limited time. Schedule your free solar assessment today. Visit allenergysolar.com. That's allenergysolar.com. Hi, Matt McNeil from AM950. I bought my newest Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota in July, and I'm so in love with it. It's comfortable if I'm running the kids to activities or on a longer road trip. It's safe with backup cameras, blind spot protection, and the safety features Toyotas are known for. And it's fun with the bells and whistles, EcoDrive, sunroof, and so much more. I love my new Rudy Luther Toyota Sienna. Stop into Rudy Luther and test drive one yourself at 394 and 169, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis. Spur your imagination at Stages Theatre Company with the steampunk dance-inspired musical, The Nightingale. You will be charmed by the reimagining of Hans Christian Andersen's classic fairy tale as a whirlwind of mayhem when a watchmaker's mechanical bird creates a frenzy in the Mayor's Festival of Progress. A delightfully contagious tune turns into a comical clatter as they yearn for the original Nightingale's songs of natural beauty. Enjoy the journey as the town learns to find balance between technological progress and the healing music of the real Nightingale. This world premiere musical is told through original music and is the sixth collaboration with Escalate Dance. It features ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, and folk-centric dancing and choreography. The Nightingale runs March 9th to the 25th and will be loved by all ages. For ticket information, visit stagestheater.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. 
so glad you've been with us today as we've been learning about Stages Theater, the amazing work that's being done with the education. And I hope you've been inspired to go to that website and take a look at the options that are available. If you've got kids in your family, you've got kids in the neighborhood, you've got friends, tell them about it. Um, Art is something that we need to invest in and we need to support it as a village. And whatever you can do in thinking about what what might be something special for someone in your family to perhaps go see a show or go be part of the education, I encourage you to go to stagestheater.org and that's with an R-E. Now we've been talking about education and I'm just thrilled that we've had a chance to learn more about the education that's going on at Stages Theater. And telling us about all of that has been Nikki Swaboda. Welcome. Thank you. She is the director. She is the education director at Stages. And in this segment, she's going to tell us about all the really cool plays. So you, mm-hmm. you've heard about all the great education. Now we're going to tell you about the rest of the season at Stages as well as the upcoming season. So, Nikki, what's coming up? So much. We have a really packed, packed spring and with something really different. So the, what we're opening this weekend is The Nightingale. And it's a world premiere musical that we actually commissioned. It's a retelling of the Hans Christian Andersen story of The Nightingale with it being completely infused by dance. Mm. Um, we have had a wonderful partnership with a local studio called Escalade Dance and Theater Studio out in Osseo. And I understand this is your sixth collaboration with Indeed, them? Indeed, it is our sixth one. The first one was Owl Moon, and I, I was on that one. Um, and just one of my – still stands as my favorite show. But um, this year we're doing The Nightingale, and it's – they're doing a steampunk <laughs> musical. I'm not How kidding. How can you not love that? Come on. Like you take, <laughs> I, I think it's so creative to take the story of you know the Nightingale being the most beautiful song and the emperor wanting to change that and make this, his own mechanical Nightingale that would be better. Well, that – translates so beautifully into movement Mm -hmm. and then to take the design element and then go into steampunk so in this i i just stopped in rehearsal last week actually to check it out i had a lot of dancers in it i wanted to see what they were doing um there's a amazing rhythm tap number in it that is just blows my mind they have really incredible teenage dancers that are doing stuff that you're just like how old are you that you can do these incredible things um ballet contemporary jazz there's some folk dancing in it it's and it's a musical and what i love about it i've read a little bit in that it it's really about technology going crazy too yeah so it's this whole idea and we all know the mechanical bird versus the lovely bird but taking that and and multiplying it for Mm -hmm. a town and having it be a town competition that people go crazy with all this technology that you have to make a choice absolutely you have to make a choice and then also like it, it also sort of under underlays this, this theme of you know helping the younger generation realize that natural beauty and natural essence of things is so powerful yes you know when you've always had technology your relationship with it is a lot different than my generation or your generation yeah. where we have a before and after Yes. You know, I, I um, still feel like I'm an immigrant into the technology world. <laughs> yes. And I feel I kind of, <laughs> you know, and I kind of feel nostalgic. Oh, good. good. It, as, you know, in my youth, I remember getting my first email um, address my junior year yeah, of high school. Yeah. And I just kind of feel nostalgic. It, it about, was when I was an adult and I was in, in yes. work. And it, yeah, to right. me, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so looking at it from, you know, and there it is in fairy tales, right? Classics right. are classics for a reason. Right. There it is in fairy tales saying, okay, a mechanical versus natural. This this is something that human nature is going to dig into, right? Um, so and that we always telling. have the choice, absolutely. And and now more than ever, so mm-hmm. that 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 can be celebrated, absolutely. And this just, I mean, speaking of natural beauty, just like the celebration of dance and what a body can mm-hmm. do and how bodies mm-hmm. tell stories, mm-hmm. it's just it's just gorgeous. I hope that if you have any interest in dance or any curiosity about digging into this idea of technology, mm-hmm. yeah, the STEM. This is a, a perfect exactly perfect program for STEM. If you've got kids that are interested in science and they may have never seen the theater yep come see this because the mechanics themselves will intrigue you oh. the art of the dance will intrigue you the story will you know of course you know absolutely make your heart sing yeah so you gotta go see it absolutely so tell also, me yeah, coming yeah. up we have yeah. two more shows this spring i have to tell you about good 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 um the next musical that's coming up again it's a world premiere it's called whoever you are it's based on the mem fox book oh. and it's you know 160 words in this book and we've mm-hmm. expanded it into be this multicultural multi-language musical for all ages i'm already in love with um, I'm choreographing <laughs> it, and the music just makes me want to dance. And oh, we nice. cast it. It is an incredibly wonderful cast of young artists, of 
um, every every shape, every ability, every creed, every race, and they're just they're coming together in the room. And I can't tell you, like it was one of those nights of mm-hmm. artistry where you just cry because all these good spirits are in the room telling mm-hmm. a story, mm-hmm. and um, and so many things come together. Absolutely, in that moment. and it's whoever you are, wherever you go, we are together as humans. We are built the same. We bleed the same. We cry the same. We love the same. And at this time in our life, we need to have hope. Absolutely. And we need to hope that that we can inspire that in children. Absolutely. So and that they can help lead us in the and future. It's the, and it's the insight of, of whimsy. Yeah. We're not going, oh, there's, you know, <laughs> we're going to teach you about how you're different. It's the yeah. opposite. We follow a cloud cowboy. Oh. He's this cowboy dressed in, a, in like a cloud suit. And he brings us to all these different places in the world. And we mm. learn about these different places. Mm. And like I said, it's a musical. So that's super fun. Then right after that, the week after that, we open a show called Crenshaw, which is based on the Catherine Applegate novel the kids are really loving right now. Sure. Um, new adaptations. We got three original musicals, original shows right in a row here. Can't go wrong. Crenshaw, I love original. Crenshaw is not a musical. It is a play. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But it's for a little bit older, ages eight and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks at a family that's kind of fallen apart mm-hmm. and how one of the, one of the um, children sees this imaginary big black cat that follows him everywhere. And he has this relationship as his parents are getting evicted and having a lot of life, real life things Dealing happen. Life. And how often we see kids create yeah. that imaginary friend Absolutely. that al- allows them to explore and feel safe. And, and, and this adaptation is just beautiful. Um, it's it's really exciting. So, I mean, that we have a just a packed spring of something for everyone. And I think I'm really proud of the bravery and the quality of the stories that we're choosing to tell. And then, of course, this summer, we've got Madagascar Jr. coming and hitting the oh, summer stage. How cool is it's that? It's so much fun. It's the characters that you know and love from the movies, but with funk music. Funk? Yeah. Oh, how bizarre. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So we haven't even cast for that one yet. Those auditions will be coming up very soon. And I know we only have a minute, yes. a little bit more than a minute. Can you do a speed overview of your upcoming season? For the the Ooh, next one, yeah. yes, it is the most magnificent season. We are so excited about it. There's a STEM, or there's a STEAM theme throughout it, which is of course science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Um, we're going to kick off the season with Charlotte's Web. Then in the other studio, we're going to do an adaptation of a novel for older kids called The Fish in the Tree. Then our big our big holiday show is Mary Poppins Junior. And yes, we will fly her. Then we're going to do Jan Brett's beautiful Three Snow Bears. Then after that, we're going to do the dance show we're going to revive our original dance show Abel Moon and bring it back Um, after that we are going to do the world premiere musical of The Most Magnificent Thing which is that great book of a little girl figuring out how to do science uh, the scientific method Um, and then after that we're so excited uh, we got the rights to do the story of Hidden Heroes which is based on the African American women who uh, were in NASA and we're going to tell their story of of them as children Um, and then our big summer show is going to be I'm directing it it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory if you miss this season it's on you you need to be part of this I'm excited about being part of it I'm like where do I get my tickets and I'll tell you go to stagestheater.org just take check it out plan for to take someone to a show or enroll someone's kid or your own kid in a show or your grandkid it's it's too good to miss and thank you Nikki Thank Thank you you for being part of this. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for helping the next generation get art. Thank you.